So I am sat here with my lovely wife, Jamila. Hi. And we have managed through some threatening <laughs> and some uh, bribing and some generally nasty looks to convince Me? Artemis Fauna. I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to say it I'm, uh, for you. Okay. I just panicked because you told me you else. weren't going to say my name. <laughs> no, I'll say it. So I'm sat with the wonderful Artemis Fauna. Howdy. How are we doing? So... <laughs> You're terrified right now. A little bit, That's yes. That's good, that's good. We like scared. Fear is a good <laughs> thing to have. Um, so it's actually a good theme to start off with because if I remember correctly, I think you were the first model that I was genuinely terrified to work with. Oh gosh, a lot of people say that. It's funny. What really? is it that you're doing? I don't really know. I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people say they're nervous to work with me or work with well-known models. And I think it's just like a... I don't know, intimidation thing or like they think reputation? they're going to be, yeah, I don't know. I get told, you know, like, oh, I thought you're going to be a bit of a diva or a bit kind of stuck up, um, which to be honest, most of the full-time professional models I met couldn't be lovelier. So I'd hope that I fall into that. I um, think for me, what I was genuinely worried about was that I was of nowhere near the standard of some of the photographers you'd worked with. So I felt like I, I was not going to be able to um, live up to the, the standards of other things that you've done. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's common, but I think a lot of people worry, you know, they just get nervous unnecessarily. You know, I think if you're all there working as a team and, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. No, you're all good. <laughs> it was beautiful. Jesus. I felt like we should have some music ah, in the background. I was like, was that really cheesy? Um, oh my goodness. Right. So you've been modeling for how long now? A decade. This month, you caught me at a good time, a 10 year anniversary of being a model. Are you doing anything special? Probably just taking the night off and drinking a bottle of wine to myself. <laughs> red wine, by the way. Red wine, red wine. Okay. Um, so what, what was it that got you started? What was, um, why did you even remotely go near modelling? Okay, so I was actually on holiday in France with a friend and his uncle's girlfriend saw some photos I'd had done when I was 18. You know, you get those sort of makeovers done that you pay a horrific amount of money there's literally done. two other people in this room and you looked at me for the, when oh, you're 18 oh, and you oh, get the makeover oh, oh i was just trying to are make you saying that contact. i need a makeover <laughs> of course not <clears throat> okay i never had a makeover but yeah okay. i know what you're well, talking you know about what yeah, yeah, you know what i mean the kind of typical things so i'd had some of those photos done and they're on my facebook and she saw them and she was like hey you should be a model and i just kind of laughed because i'd never even thought about being a model because why would i and she signed me up to the website PureStorm, which actually doesn't exist anymore. And basically that's how it started. I had loads of emails. Um, didn't really take it seriously at first because I thought nobody would be interested. And then as more and more emails came in, I thought well, maybe I could make something of this. So um, that's pretty much how it started. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I just fell into it and then realised I did really enjoy it. And I thought I was good at it. And What was the path you thought you were going to go down then before modelling? Before modelling? Um, where, where was I? I was at... <laughs> It's been so Uni. long ago. I'm just trying, yeah, I'm trying to remember what where I was. I was studying fine art at university, so I suppose uh, it was something maybe in the arts uh, or photography, well, without having models in, or um, before that I wanted to be a PE teacher, but, you know. Jesus Christ, know. you covered the whole range. I know, yeah. <laughs> so you were a sporty person then I when was, you were younger. Yeah, at school I did everything. I did football, trampolining, gymnastics, 
basically just whatever because that was what I loved doing. Um, and then I moved to Somerset. My parents dragged me from Surrey to Somerset when I just I turned. Know you were originally from Surrey? Yeah, I was born in born in Surrey, me. Oh. And then dragged literally kicking and screaming to Somerset. Sorry, people of Somerset. But mm. when you were just <laughs> I'm sure uh, they're used to it. Just 16, it's not really where you want to be in the middle of nowhere. And then I sort of fell in love with the art side because I had fantastic teachers at the college I was at. So PE kind of got a bit left behind. Yeah. So your first shoot that is like a, uh, you're going into it with the, the idea that you are the model for this shoot. Mm-hmm. Terrified, excited? Um, my first shoot, I remember very clearly, um, it was actually an outdoor art nude shoot. So I'd never actually been nude in front of anybody, as in like wandering around with no clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was terrified. I nearly kind of cancelled the shoot on the morning. I kind of woke up and thought, what the hell am I doing? This is ridiculous. I'm going to meet a stranger in like the middle of nowhere and take my clothes off and... Yeah, I just suddenly thought, what am I doing? But I ended up going and it ended up being absolutely fine. I learned a lot on the shoot and I still would share the pictures today. You know, they're not my best, but, you know, I wasn't ashamed of my posing. I just looked a little bit scared, but um, <laughs> definitely more scared than excited. So, yeah. So you're, st- you're starting off with Art Nude. Mm. Is that not like the worst way to do it, surely? Uh, I don't or know. Or is that the best way? Uh, to be honest. You're stuff in at the deep end, so probably yeah, you're just getting yeah. the anxiety over with. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... I'm quite a nervous person. Like I suffer a little bit of, you know, anxiety from time to time. Um, so I think the way I do a lot of stuff is, you know, jump in the deep end before I have time to even think about it. Um, it's a clever way to do things. Mm. It, it was, no, 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 it is, it is. It really is. Yeah. It gives you no time to think. Yeah, the, the, the problem is, is I think, I don't know if this is, I think it's an English only trait. Because Americans tend to just think everything's going to turn out great. Yeah. I think an English thing is you start going through every possible terrible scenario. Yeah, yeah. And if you just jump in, most of the time, it's actually never as bad as you yeah. ever think it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, people knew, you know, that specific shoot, you know, my boyfriend at the time, he knew where I was. I'd left the address. So I, you know, I'd thought about the safety aspects. I didn't just turn up at a total stranger's house where nobody knew I was. Um, but yeah, it wasn't something I planned at all, but it worked out fine. You know, it could have gone wrong. Some people it does. But for me, you know, it was something I realised early on that, you know, with my background of studying art and drama and PE, you know, I could use my mind and my body to create interesting images. So for me, yeah, it wasn't a bad thing, I suppose. You know, so ended up- Is that something that you applied to or did the photographer approach you? Oh, I think he approached me. Yeah, I'm sure because, you know, a lot of models when they're new, you know, they sign up to a website and you can get inundated with all sorts of requests. And it's very difficult and confusing as a model when you don't really know what you're doing. You know, you sort of suddenly thrown into a, I don't know how to sort of say, thrown into a pool of... um, it's a very specialised thing, though. Yeah. It has its own language. It has its own... Like most niches, it has its own weird, unwritten rules and, oh, yeah. and understandings and whatnot. Yeah, it's And when an you come in from bubble. the outside, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah, I know nothing about yeah. this. Yeah, you have to learn the lingo. You know, what does GWC mean? What does concealed mean? You know, it's kind of... And people aren't... They're not always very helpful. You know, you might go onto a forum and 
ask a question which everyone whoa, sort whoa, of whoa, knows. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I are use the saying, F word? Are you saying people on internet forums <laughs> might be dickheads? Maybe sometimes. Sometimes they might yeah. be. Only when they're on the forums though, because when they're in public, they certainly oh, calm exactly. it down. There's several people I've met over the years that have uh, laid into me online that wouldn't say boo to a goose when yeah. I stood there in front of them. But hey, yeah. that's just life, right? That's, that's just people. That's yep. fairly that's standard. That's just people. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't I've, understand that when I started. I remember being really confused that... How old was I? I was 20 when I started modelling. Um, and I just couldn't get my head around how there was these men, these grown men on the forums talking to me in the most horrific way, you know, taking the well piss out of how I looked and being rude about my body size, my hair, my piercings, my everything. And I just found it kind of fascinating, but also disturbing that, you know, these men who probably had daughters and grandchildren were talking to me in such a derogatory, strange way. And it took me quite a long time to sort of go over it. You know, I was actually quite argumentative in the early days. I got myself into a lot of arguments on the forums because I just stood up for myself, I suppose, which is just, yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange bubble. There's a fantastic analogy of what arguing on the internet is like, but because it's 2019, I'm not allowed to make it publicly. Oh, okay. We better not. Um, we don't so I'll save it upset. for afterwards. Okay. But I think me and you both have had our fair share of I think we might have even bonded on our first first shoot over our our run-ins we've had over the years I think you did I remember the first time yeah Um, and (laughs) one of the things I remember most about the first time working with you is I thought you were going to be very very big Mm -hmm. like tall and not because you're a model but I don't know how to explain this I think the same thing when I meet like a celebrity Mm -hmm. um, or when I meet someone that I've like idolized or really hold in high regards for what they do, I, for some reason, think they're going to be bigger. Yes. Like I'm going to be the child meeting them. Yes. And you're obviously a very petite person. You're quite small and, and so on. Do you ever find that the physical difference between yourself and a photographer can be intimidating? Um, Have you ever been put in a position to feel like they've been trying to intimidate you or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the most intimate I've never really necessarily found physical size it's more the persona the attitude that they maybe bring with them that has made me feel intimidated um you know I haven't ever thought I mean if they've been quite um creepy or inappropriate and they are big then sometimes I do step back and I think you know sometimes I end up in situations as a lot of models do where you're away from home and you're in somebody else's house and maybe they are big maybe they are being slightly appropriate and it's a bit like yeah this situation is kind of scary really because you know although I can pack a decent punch I'm sure it would be nothing <laughs> you know if they wanted to it's, hurt me is it as much so that you just three really days like you don't even want it to get to I know you obviously don't want to get to that situation but why is anyone in it for the negativity? That's that's the thing I think a Why lot of it? just because you can fight your way out of something mm. doesn't mean you necessarily ever want to be in that no, of situation. Course. No, definitely not. I mean, I've been very lucky in the decade I've been doing this. You know, I've never been physically hurt. Um, I've had a few situations that have left me wanting to wash myself in acid afterwards. But compared to a few models I've spoken to, because models talk. You know, I've been touch wood, very, very lucky that nothing really horrific has happened to me. You know, there's been a lot of times when I felt very, very uncomfortable or, you know, like I've been sexualized when I didn't want to be. You know, it's just been kind of gross. Um, well, we did a workshop earlier today and um, I'm asking here, I'm not speaking for you, but there was obviously a situation where as we're 
photographing. There's just some random, bit of a weird guy. Mm -hmm. And he pulls out his phone from yes. a distance. Is that the similar sort of feeling? Yeah, it's just kind of like they're entitled to do what they want with you. You know, mm. the, if the gentleman had come up to me and said, wow, you know, you've got what you guys doing, Are you doing a workshop. Do you mind if I take, you know, behind the scenes or take a quick photo? You know, okay, fine. It's not really what I want, but it's that entitlement that I have a problem with yeah. of like, well, you're just a body. And, you're your property. Yeah. You're and a problem. I'm doing yeah. this and I don't care. I don't even have the decency to ask or speak to you. Um, I mean, imagine that noticing the fact that you see it with people that aren't photographers. I mean, everyone is a photographer in the sense, I guess I got a phone on them, but the fact that people aren't self-described photographers do it, it's more of a human thing. Yeah. It seems to be that people just have very little boundary respect for each other anymore. It's, it's yeah, not nice. It isn't. It's, yeah, it's difficult because you just don't know where, you know, where photos are ending up. Are they sending them to their mates saying, you know, there's this chick in a river in her little skirt, you know, you just... To be fair, he did seem like the kind of guy that would use the word chick. Yeah, he, he turned around, didn't he? And he, he sort of shouted, oh, are you filming? And it's like, no, you know, just walk past, make a nice comment, you know. Yeah. Well, this, these pictures look nice. Make your shit on. joke. We'll pretend to find yeah. it funny. You go away, feel like you did something, go yeah, home and just that. cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> kind of lechy. But that kind of, of behaviour has just helped and supported by how easy it is. It is to use your mobile phone, yeah. the uh, the apps you've got on it, oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and the fact that you can whip it out and flick yeah. up, and <laughs> and there's oh, a camera. Jesus Christ! Wait, this is a, oh my God! This sorry, is a I meant family friendly show. <laughs> sorry, I meant quick. Take, uh, what I meant phone. was pull out your phone, and then on the phone you slide swipe up, up. Yeah. swipe up. Sorry, flick it and swick it, baby. <laughs> he probably listens to this back oh and get excited. Sorry, so guys. Funny. No, but no, I mean it's good. just so easy. It's an unintended consequence of of the the convenience of that particular product yeah there's That's, just no uh what was i gonna say everyone's kind of forgotten oh damn it i had a good word and then i laughed and it's gone <laughs> yeah jamila ruined it with her flicking no, and, with the weird whipping stuff. And, uh, and jesus christ sorry sacred, guys, I really sacred, came out nowhere. that was the word it's very you know nothing's sacred these days no one no. privacy isn't really a thing anymore I but do you think that's, is that also a product of the desperation for fame that we now have with how many Ooh, followers you have and probably. your social media reach that so everyone thinks that you you sort of project the fact that because you want the attention you assume everyone wants the attention quite possibly i guess it's a difficult line to you know i struggle because i i mean not i'm not the most social media savvy of human beings but you know, I suppose people could say that, well, you know, you've got your Instagram, Artemis Fauna, you know, you've got 40,000 followers. All right, you know. give yourself a shout out. Bloody I know, hell. right? We do try. that at the end I've got here, to try. Okay? We do it at the end. Okay, okay. Oh, My I've bad. got 439. <laughs> you counted down to the single. <laughs> no, it's just because it, it was almost at 500 and then gradually oh, it, it no. went away. Where well, you get those I, bot accounts yeah. that just disappear and then yeah. I and I start getting rid of them. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, well, you've done some blocking in the last month as well. Yes, I certainly have. It's <laughs> always very therapeutic to do a good blocking it's a good, session. Yeah, it's very cleansing. Get rid of those people that irritate you. Yep. Um, so pull it back a little bit here. Mm -hmm. um, you, obviously, I don't know how, how you want to kind of approach this particular subject, but you were really instrumental in creating um, one of the like foremost social media platforms for photographers and models. Mm -hmm. And... Um, like what was the, what was the driving force behind that? Was it the lack of protection or was Pure Storm just that shit or? Um, 
<clears throat> probably both Pure to be Storm honest. Was that shit, I know. Yeah. But... I mean, this we're talking about two thousand and nine here, so um pretty much the first year I started this journey. Um but yeah, the website that I was involved in, you know, we we wanted to basically create something much better, more modern, much friendlier, something that did make people feel more listened to. Um, you know, we wanted to take on board, you know, the kind of connecting social media sides, you know, Facebooks and Instagrams and just make it more up to date. And, you know, we wanted to be a little bit more hands-on with the safety aspect, you know, the fact that I was a model, um, you know, in the early days when I was involved, you know, I had a lot of models directly come to me about safety issues. And I think it was nice that they felt there was a real person to talk to and that they were being listened to. Um, and one of their own. Yes. Right. Yes. And someone that would understand exactly. Um, so. So yeah, we we wanted to create a better place, um, but obviously I haven't had anything to do with that particular website well, for a long time. It's, it's funny you say <laughs> it being a, you wanted to like a friendly place, and obviously I guess since your um, exit from that scene, it's gone the complete other way, and it's turned uh, into a it bit has of a its clicky moments. Mess. Yeah, it has its moments. I mean, I you know I can sympathise as a website or any company gets bigger and bigger, it's more difficult to give it the personal touch. So I. I do understand it's difficult. I mean, I think um, customer service and how you talk to people on the websites is always a really important thing. Sometimes that's not always the best with certain websites, uh, which is a shame. Um, but, you know, it's a difficult job. I can imagine stressful and kind of stuff. But, um, yes. It's <laughs> more than anything. I mean, I think people will be shits. Um, and I generally find that if you give men a hobby, mm -hmm. it's usually techie related mm -hmm. or it's thing related. It's not people related, it's thing. Mm -hmm. And they are terrible at the people side of the thing. Yeah, it does. Again, it's one of those things I've always found fascinating that, you know, I work with many, many photographers and have done and not all of them, most are lovely, but occasionally you work with someone who, they just have no social skills whatsoever. You know, they couldn't even chat up an apple, you know, and I sort of think to myself, <laughs> why, why have you decided to take this hobby on board? You either, one, are like terrified of the person standing in front of you, which makes her quite an uncomfortable shoot for the both of us, you know, because I like to think I'm quite a chatty person. I can make people feel quite comfortable quite quickly because I've been doing this a long time. Right. But, you know, they're just terrified or... They just want to put you down or, um, you know, so it. I don't know why. I think what people need to do, if you're going to start photography, yeah, working on social skills is so important, you know, communication and, yeah, I don't know. I, I've said it a thousand <laughs> times and I'll say it a thousand more that I think people buy a camera as a social crutch mm. and it's a terrible social crutch because yes. it's already an anti-social crutch because people generally don't like people that are there with a the camera, mm -hmm. right? If you If you're hanging about anywhere where there's like kids or families oh, yeah. or anything like that. And yes. you want to take a picture of some flowers at the park, mm -hmm. but there's kids at the park. Oh, yeah. Don't take pictures yeah, of the park. Don't get the camera out. It's so <laughs> to, to rely on an antisocial device to be your social crutch mm. is obviously a terrible move. Yeah. No, I do think they sort of think, some think that, you know, they buy the camera and they're just sort of, can, well, I suppose in a way they can get access to people. But I think, you know, it's just so important. Please, please be able to talk to another human being if you are going to take up model photography. Like, you'll have a much nicer experience. The model will as well. Your images will be better. You know, just start from the bottom and work your way up, you know. Start, take take beautiful picture of a still life or a flower. 
you know, animals. And Learn then, to talk to the flower. Yeah, Learn exactly. to talk to the squirrels. The flower, yeah. Once they talk, talk back, maybe, maybe you're probably, not a bit, you're probably a bit much at that point. <laughs> yeah. And sniffing too many flowers. Um, and and over, the, over the 10 years that you've been doing it, if you were to just absolutely ballpark a figure at me, and I mean really just a round number, how many photographers do you think you've actually worked with? Oh my gosh. Numbers isn't my good thing. I don't even know where to begin. So you Who's shoot, how, how, many, how many times a week do you say, shoot? Oh, well, average. I mean, if you say like seven, so I'm going to give up because no, I, wouldn't I say can't seven. do that kind of math. So it needs to be nice and round. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, well, three, let's just say three times a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I do tours for two weeks and I'll be working three, sometimes three shoots a day. Um, yeah. But let's just say it averages out to three days a week. And was there a period in, in that 10 years where you were like, I, I need to shoot as often as possible. So you were like almost burning yourself out. Um, can I say, yeah, for the last 10 years? <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no. It's I, not I've really been considered thing, though. I've I've spoken to a lot of photographers yeah. over the years doing workshops and stuff, and a lot of feedback I get off of models is the burnout because yeah. it's a very demanding job mentally. I I I am, although I think people get the wrong end of the stick with the way that I speak because I'm very frank and I'm very honest. I'm very much a friend of the model, mm-hmm. in the sense that if you are a, a real model. And you are really trying and you actually take into account the respect and the uh, the feelings of the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are there for something other than like getting something up on social media as quick as possible and, you know, filling your wallet. You actually have a bit, even if that is all you're there for, if you can show a little bit of respect. Yeah. I'm there all day to praise the hard work and the, the difficult nature of modeling. Yeah. Because mentally it's got to be exhausting you interact with so many different personalities and you always have to be adaptable Mm -hmm. physically it's very demanding and a lot of the feedback i would say definitely over 51 percent of the feedback the models receive online from strangers is not positive Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a very demanding job yeah so i don't think people actually realize especially non-models realize that there's actually a severe burnout factor yeah um, I was talking on an earlier podcast with Eliza Watson. She had spoken about it. I think almost every model I've spoken to has talked about a burnout. Yes. How do you deal with the burnout? Do you just literally walk away and have nothing to do with any of it? Or To be honest, I'm probably the worst person in a way to talk to about this because I do not know how to balance my life. I mean, I've spent, I keep saying it, the last 10 years of my life doing this nonstop through university and then obviously full time when I graduated and I haven't really taken a break. You know, every single holiday I've ever had since I started hasn't been a normal holiday. You know, I can't sit in a beer garden with a strappy top on. I can't get tan line, even just stupid stuff like that. Like I cannot get tan lines, mm-hmm. which sounds like a really stupid, laughable thing to say, but you have to be aware of all these kind of things. It's mental consideration of that stuff. Like on your day off, you have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, on your week off, you have to think about it. If you go abroad to have like, get away from modelling for a week, the whole week is thinking about modelling because exactly. you have to take into account. Yeah. You can't cut your hair the way you want to cut it. You've got to cut yeah. it with the career mm-hmm. in mind. and Yeah, everything. You just, everything, every decision in your life. You don't get a chance to relax. Yeah. And, and then even if I am, you know, on holiday, you know, I like every self-employed person, you know, the admin just builds up so quickly. You know, people say to me, oh, take a couple of days off and it's like sometimes I do but then the couple of days off gives me three more days of admin to catch up with so it's kind of like I try and have a steady flow of what I'm doing to stop the kind of mountain of admin building up um but yeah holiday even you know if I go somewhere nice all I can think about is oh I should posing here or this would be a great shot so really I, I just really need to be locked in a dark room or something that would be the only way 
to stop me, maybe just dose me up with something to knock me out for a week. That would literally be the only way this to stop. This feels like a request. We don't do that no. kind of stuff. <laughs> no, actually, please don't do that. No. <laughs> but in the long run, do you think that's going to have more of a negative impact on you that you haven't really had the chance to switch off? Because you also travel a lot. Yeah. So even when you're here in this country, you I mean, just like to us today, you've travelled. Yeah. So you travel a lot and driving takes it out of you as well. Yeah. So doing all of that plus the work, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's it is hard. Lot. I mean, I must, you know, right at this point in my life, as of right this second, you know, I am realizing more and more that I think I've pushed my sort of limit a little bit recently. You know, I'm quite mentally exhausted, emotionally, you know, without sounding like a sub story, I've just got a lot going on in my life. And it's, you know, working as a full-time model and doing the trips abroad that I do, I, I don't actually have time for me. You know, I don't have time for a social life, a personal life, a private life. Um, and that does take its toll. You know, I've lost out on a lot of situations, you know, relationships have been difficult with the traveling that I do and the mental, you know, because you touched on the subject a little while ago, but shoots for me aren't just shoots, you know, you are engaging with another human being, you are caring about that, you know, I put a lot of ideas into the shoots, you know, I sometimes work with someone, they book me for eight hours, they turn up to a shoot, they have no ideas, they literally don't have one and I have to spend the next eight hours coming up with every idea, all the styling. Sometimes the people expect me to do lighting. I've had people hand me their cameras and said, what settings do you think they want to be put on? And if you do that several times a week, you know, when you get to the weekend and maybe your partner, if they're a photographer, they want to shoot, you just, you just don't want to do anything because you've exhausted every, you know, you've poured out your soul to these other human beings because I can't help but want to do that because I care and love my job. But it leaves me like a shell basically, you know, yeah. that sounds a bit dramatic, but um, no, no, but, yeah. 10 years of doing that, you know, I have, you know, I do struggle um, with sort of mental health a little bit and, you know, I do have really dark times, but uh, you know, it's. And I'll tell you the <sighs> truth in all honesty. I mean, uh, we're not going to turn this into a sort of round table intervention for each other, <laughs> but I've obviously where I do weddings for the last five years, I keep getting this wrong, six years, whatever it is. I know it's weird. Um, for the last half a decade where I've been doing that, I can have the most difficult day where I blow my knee out and the lighting's impossible to work with and the weather's giving us all kinds of problems and so on. But if you get like a thank you at the end of it, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, like I feel like I, I just threw everything I had at that and yep. they saw that and they, yep. like I had that last night. It was really nice. Yesterday was not the easiest day. Um, and I'm at the end of a, a fairly difficult run of weddings and uh, as I was leaving yesterday the couple both came outside and they they said you know we really want to say thank you for everything you've done yeah. for us and I was like you know that Means, changes you I mean oh, I was yeah. in a different mood coming home I was yeah. I was awake I was alert I was more like positive and I woke yeah. up this morning before you which is a shocker <laughs> for a self-employed person um, and I, I woke up feeling good about what yeah. I do for a living and yeah, yeah over the last month two months I've done a significant number of weddings where the only um, interaction you have after you've done everything you can for people is they just go, can you hurry up with the photos? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, okay, so just for, for the sake of perspective, it's not really relevant, but I'm, I have a 15-day turnaround for weddings, right? Because I don't want to have more than that because backlog of editing, mm -hmm. I'm allergic to it. Yep. And you've got 15 days. Like, go on a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. like, you don't want your wedding photos the day after your wedding anyway. And it's, I think... 
that when you don't get the not the gratitude to sound like I'm being a spoiled little bitch but when you don't feel like you get the appreciation for what you've poured in something it burns you out twice as hard the energy (laughs) but the energy you've put in is almost doubled in the loss of what you've what you've put in um and maybe uh just I'm gonna go ahead and do this for any particular photographers that happen to be listening. Just start appreciating the work that people put in. Every workshop we do, at the end of it, I make sure that there's appreciation put towards more, especially today. Let's just say a thank you right now for today because you just got into absolutely (laughs) freezing water and got attacked by a duck. I know, a herd of ducks. I know it's not actually. A herd of ducks. I know it's not a herd. A quackle of ducks. A quackle. It was quackers, I tell you. It was crazy, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, you know, it's about just putting in the appreciation for other people have put in and, yeah. and understanding I mean if you're doing something as a model where you're doing the lighting you're coming up with the styling ideas and you're even telling them the camera settings mm. they're paying you for company yeah and then they point. leave in the reference Artemis took direction well <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking <laughs> oh, no. like, really fair. is that the, really what you think of me but like, you took oh. the direction of do it all really yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I directed well maybe that's what they're trying to say right so uh, this is something you're going to be an absolute expert at for helping <clears> me on for definite um, when it comes to working with other models um, especially like where there's uh, a specific theme that you're working down or anything like that how much of it is a give and take in terms of posing because to me like you said it earlier uh Posing's like dancing, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really good analogy. Um, but when you have a partner, mm-hmm. uh, how hard is it? Do you ever do you ever have someone that maybe isn't particularly fluid, or they do it in a different way? How do you how do you deal with that? So um, yeah, so I've got a few models I work with regularly: um, Carla Monaco, Ivory Flame, Ayla. There's lots of other amazing women, and I'm just scared to make a list. But those three come to <laughs> mind particularly because I've worked with them a lot. And you just, when you work with someone, it's like anything, you know, when you've got a partner, you you really learn how to move with each other. You sort of almost can read each other's minds, um, how your bodies work together, what people are comfortable with. Um, so I really, really enjoy working with models that, you know, I know really well. But the worst, well, the, the most difficult I've found over the years is when you work with a model who is a fantastic model, but they're just doing their thing. You know, they're just posing, pose, 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 and they're not working with you. So I found myself, it's almost like you feel like you're... Furniture. Well, well yeah, you're, like you're, you're running after them and you can't quite keep up with them because you're you're being sort of forgotten about. So right. I find that quite difficult. Um, and it might just be they're nervous or they just maybe aren't as aware. But it's when you're almost sort of chasing them, then I feel a little bit like a creep because I sort of feel like, do they want me to be interacting with them? Do they want me close to them? You know, they're just doing their thing and I'm watching what they do. And, you know, there's no give and take. And I think it's really important, you know, when you're working with another model to just even, you know, if you've got a shoot together, you've never met, you know, arrive a bit early, have a cup of tea, sit down. You know, I worked with uh, model Jessica Taylor recently and you know, nine years separate us, but we had a good old chat because we both got to the studio early. And, you know, by the time the photographers were shooting us, they were like, wow, how many times have you guys worked together? And we were like, this is the first time. You know, I think it's just like anything. If you're meeting a new person, you know, chat, open up, you know, t- say some jokes, try and be funny, make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but just be aware of each other. You know, look at how he's moving, she's moving and 
Work as a team. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Do you, find, do you ever find yourself booked in for a job with another model and stylistically you just cannot imagine how you'd work together? Like they're covered in tattoos and whatever and, and you're not. Or like, yeah. you know, there is some really obvious aesthetic reason mm-hmm. that you're not going to work well together or maybe wouldn't expect to work well yeah. together. Um, again, that's I've probably been asked to do a few shoots with people that I... You know, and I, I'm honest, you know, I say to the photographer in the email, um, look, you know, I've got no problem working with this model. However, you know, I'm not quite sure the images are going to work because, you know, the age gap is a bit too drastic or, or our body types. You know, I wouldn't flatter them. They wouldn't flatter me. So it can be difficult, you know, to turn down, I suppose, a shoot. You know, I get approached by quite a lot of models who I think are fantastic in their own way. But, you know, I often think I'm not quite sure we would make each other look good. You know, it's very difficult to word that email because you don't want to sound like you're a nasty so-and-so, you know, turning somebody down, but you just have to sometimes have to accept realistic. it. Yeah, realistic, you know, yeah. and if they want to go ahead, then you just go ahead and, and do the best you can. But, you know, not every duo or trio is, is going to work. No. You know, especially if you're modelling nude together, you know, that's the ultimate thing. You know, you've got two nude bodies you know, people are going to look at both and compare. So you've got to have some kind of, you've just got to work together. You have, you ever <laughs> had any issues with like, um, I can imagine this being a real serious thing. Cause I think people are great at playing other people off of each other, but do you ever have a situation where you'll have a photographer and there's two of you, like two models and he'll be favoring one over the other and almost feel like kind of winding one up against the other one. Um, I can think of one time that's kind of happened many years ago. I was working with a, on an event and I was working with a model who was more sort of glamour orientated, but had a fantastic figure and was very beautiful. And this chap, he kept saying, no, do it like Artemis, do it like Artemis. And I was really embarrassed. You know, mm. it was sort of quite awkward because this poor model, you know, she, she's amazing. You know, she had a better figure than me, in my opinion. And this guy just kept laying into her and telling her to do it like me. And in the end, I just turned to him and I just said, look, actually she's doing fantastic poses. I'm going to pose more like her. Cause I just mm-hmm. annoyed me so much that it was, you know, maybe one model is more experienced and they learn from them. But you just, again, it's that kind of just be nice to people be, you know, put yourself in their shoes. How would you like it if you were being barked that the other photographer was better and do it like that photographer. And, you know, it's just not a nice situation. Well, we're definitely not going to go down a political route, but if I was to run the country, I would have a law put in place that everyone at 14 years old gets punched in the face. Really? Yeah. And then when wow. they know what it feels like to get punched in the face, they'll start being a lot nicer to people out of fear for getting punched in the face. <laughs> maybe. Okay. That could maybe work. One of the things that, that I found working with you, because obviously we've worked together like once a year for yep. the last four or five years or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I found working with you is that you you are one of the few, very, very, very few models, I would say. Um, you're almost chameleon-like. You can do so many different styles and not just like do them, but you can pull them off really well. Um, That's the biggest compliment ever for me. Well, it came from me and I never compliment <laughs> anyone apparently, so there you go. I'll take that one. But no, I, I just think you're one of the few. I can think of three off the top of my head that I believe can actually do more than two styles well. Mm-hmm. I can think of two. One of them's you. And then I've got Carla. But then I haven't worked with a, as many models, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got the absolute terror of 
not naming the right people and then getting attacked <laughs> by the other people. Don't upset anybody. Um, but yeah, you're one of the few people I'd say, I mean, we've done androgynous stuff together. I yep. think you're brilliant at it. I wish we could do more of it, but yep. you're almost impossible to pin down yeah, to actually sorry. do some work. So um, Maybe we should start booking you now for next year. Yeah, 2020 bookings. Let's don't don't advertise out. it on here because then I won't be able to book in then. Um, <laughs> oh God. But yeah, no, I think you've done the androgynous stuff absolutely brilliantly. Almost, I love that. I, I don't think I've seen uh, another female model um do as well with that other than like where there's such a huge team behind it that it's almost impossible to work out who did what yeah but it's not just the look with that it's the attitude and the Mm. poses and how you shape your body Mm. that makes it work so it's not just become like it's interesting you say it because a lot of people a lot of models over the years have emailed me and said hi artemis you know can i rack your brains you know how do you do the androgynous stuff and i just sort of reply and i just sort of said well when i do it I am a man, mm. like not in a weird way, but you know, you just I, have to think that yeah, way. You have to feel, I feel that way. Yeah. Like you know, okay, I'm not manly man, but that's who I am today for this shoot. You know, I am a man, and I just change my. You know, it's weird. There's poses that, as Artemis Fauna, you know, I often do portraits with my chin down because it makes my cheekbones look really nice and it flatters my face. But when I do the androgynous stuff, I look amazing with my chin up. If I did that as Artemis Fauna, the girly one. I look like Jubba the Hutt. Like, it doesn't work, okay? <laughs> like, seriously. But as the man, it does. And I don't know why, whether it's the mental. I think that's the thing, actually. Like, the mental part of modelling. If you can switch that on and off and become different characters, like, so powerful. So maybe I look fine with my chin up normally, but mm. I do look good with it as a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say well you kind of yeah I mean Jamila you pretty much nailed it I was thinking like is it a method thing is it like when you're going into a like you just did a I think I don't want to get this wrong so I apologize but like a 60s or a 70s yeah the 70s 70 I wouldn't say 70s and I was like no it'll be 60s because whatever (laughs) on my pick will be wrong and then I I actually double bluff myself um but you've just done that and Mm -hmm. obviously like it's to me and I'm only looking at this from the outside I wasn't there but I don't feel like people are coming into that with the same level of preparation as what you do. Like I, I know with uh, some of your vintage stuff in the past, we actually, mm-hmm. I spent a night at yours yep. going way back yep. a couple of years now yeah. um, on the way back from a wedding. You kindly put me up for the night and we mm-hmm. shot the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about all of the vintage stuff you'd picked up for a, wor- a workshop or a gr- yes. group shoot or something. I can't remember what it was. It, yeah, it was a, like it a was shooting a, day. Yes. Um, and all of the, the vintage stuff and how you'd like got period specific stuff to go with other period specific stuff and then mm-hmm. I saw some of the photos and there's like there's like softening filters yep. and good old stocking over the lens like the the level of the like the thought in the props the depth, and the, the depth yeah. to what you're putting together I think is just so underappreciated and mm-hmm. I don't know uh, maybe I'm being a bit of a dickhead here but I don't know whether or not the people that engaged on that day understood the level of prep that went in I saw it from a very small point of view on the outside I have to say it's something that I don't see with anybody else mm-hmm. is the level of thought that you put into what you want to do. I mean, I'm probably the worst person for it because you'll message me the day before a workshop and be like, yeah, so mood board, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm, I'm obviously appreciating this from a very contradictory point of view because I'm probably the worst person at not offering this information, but mm. your level of prep that goes in, is that passion for the job or is that you as a person? Um, Probably both. You know, I was joking about it earlier, but often sometimes you know, I put in all this effort and I sometimes think, you know, when you don't get that pat on the back, you know, which I'm not saying you have to do all the time, but you do think, why do I do this sometimes? But then I wouldn't have it any other way. That's who I am. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I do put a lot of effort into things because it makes me feel 
Like I'm doing it right. You know, if you're going to do something, you have to do it right. And there has to be depth to it. Like I don't know how to do it any other way, which is probably why suffering burnout, you know, because. So is it the case, is it the case though, that if, if the lack of uh, reciprocation for what you're doing hit zero and like no one was, you weren't getting the feedback from it that you would obviously love and you definitely deserve would it be a case of you're you're not the kind of person I don't think that would just stop um, caring but carry on working? I think you would stop working mm. and you would do something else. Who knows? Quite possibly because I think yeah, when your heart is in something, you know, if your heart breaks, that's it <laughs> with me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, it won't come to that. I think you know, like anything in any job, you get the people that do appreciate and do respect the amount of hard work that you put into things. And you get the people that, you know, I had a few people turn up to the recent seventies event I did at Hacienda. Um, and you know, they walked into the room and they just walk over to me and they said, Oh my God, I had no idea you were going to this much effort. And I sort of thought, gosh, I don't know how to show people, you know, on the lead up to my events, you know, how do I show people the the effort I go to, you know, I thought I do, you know, I did the poster. I was talking about how much money I'd spent buying the vintage props, the vintage furniture, the sets I was making. I thought, I mean, it sold out. So I presume people did, but sometimes I think until people see it with their own eyes, they just don't know the effort. And, you know, I was talking to one guy, I think he shot me from home recently and he, I was talking to him about it and he just put his camera down. He said, I cannot believe you did all that on your own. Mm. You know, obviously I had, you know, fellow models and people to bounce ideas off. But he's like, I cannot believe you built sets on your own and you got a removal van to go from Bath to London for four days and raise that much money for the Battersea charity. Like he was like, I cannot believe it. And I thought, well, it's there. It's, there's pictures. There's a write-up. I, you know, not to, not to turn this into a critique of you at all, because I'm obviously a huge fan. But I think one of the problems is, is that you're very, you're very bad at communicating your level of passion with your social media. Mm. So you're very good at showing work that you're in and you're very good at sort of showing where you are and what you're up to. Mm -hmm. But something that I think is actually down to your personality, that you're not a huge self-promoter. No, I don't really. <laughs> and I think what it would be is just a case of you saying, right, I've got this event coming up and here's like a walkthrough of mm. what I've done to get mm -hmm. ready for this event and what we're looking to do. And now you might think to yourself, I've done that. You haven't done it to the extent that I think you should be doing it. Right. Okay. So to the extent where you'd be saying, right, here's, um, here's like the theme for the day. Here's how I'm breaking it down. Here's my influences. Here's the mood board. Yep. Here's where I'm looking for inspiration. Yep. Here's what you can do to get yourself ready and understand and blah, blah. There's, um, uh, Jen Brooke does Walter's Wardrobes oh, yeah, and there's loads fun. of this sort of thing where mm -hmm. people in especially America they'll put together like theme days sure. and and so on and and almost if you were to take each prop mm -hmm. and give it its own story mm -hmm. on social media that would be yeah it's good feedback because you know I, I I guess I I'm always one of these people that I don't want to bother people too much. You know, I, 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 a lot of the communication that you probably don't see is done in my emails. You know, mm -hmm. I do email people a lot of that stuff, but I don't always like to, sh well, I'd say it shove in front of people's faces. It's not at all. It's just sharing what you do, but I'm always very nervous to over egg something, even though, you, as you say, I probably should be because, you know, a lot of hard work went into it, but it's I not just, necessarily a negative criticism in the sense that you're doing something wrong. It's no, just, it's interesting. I don't think that you're, 
I don't think you're enough of a fan of yourself. I need to like, blow my own trumpet more. A tiny bit. <laughs> okay, just, a little bit. Just not too loud. It's very okay, close to no. a microphone. Um, but yeah, no, like the 70s thing, mm -hmm. the next time you do one of those, I'd love to know so I can come along and, mm -hmm. and I'll, I, that sounds like the kind of thing that I need to kind of, um, to diversify a little bit and try something new and have like a fun social day yeah. and enjoy shooting and try something different. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and it's just a case of, of, maybe i don't know it's it's hard because when you're like when i'm selling myself as a photographer i'm crap at it i'm absolutely mm. terrible at it jamila constantly tells me how shit i am at it <laughs> and yeah constructively of course yeah but yeah. but i'm being to the point i'm yeah. not I'm not saying you're mean but you you literally will say like you you need to stop putting yourself down there's a problem here where people mm. will start to believe you if you if yeah. you believe it enough yourself and so on and i just think with with what you do you do something that's so cool and so um most of model photography is incredibly fucking haphazard. Mm -hmm. And like you said about the guy that doesn't even know what settings he wants to use, there are there are workshops where the people don't even know what they want to teach mm -hmm. or they don't even know what they're doing. Um, there's a, a guy who I have a tremendous disdain for who's up in the Midlands. And what he did was he ran workshops where he had bought Peter Coulson's RGG Edu um, thing. And then he just, he basically repeated it word for word. Yeah. Um, now, firstly, fuck you for stealing Peter Coulson stuff because Peter Coulson's absolutely awesome. Yep. But secondly, why are you? What what is your motivation other than financial? Mm. And if your motivation is financial, you are nothing but a dickhead for ripping someone <laughs> off when you don't even actually feel passion for what you're doing. Yeah, I've, I mean, obviously, I've been to many different workshops over the years, and I found some of the worst have been. You know, I've turned up as a model. And I'm there modeling and there is someone standing in front of me talking utter rubbish. Not all workshops, obviously, but a few over the years. And I've just stood there and I felt almost mortified to be a model there because I think this guy is taking, you know, 300 quid out of each of these men's pockets and he does not know what he's talking about. And I was worried it was me, but when no. you said 300 quid, I was like, oh, it's all right, <laughs> no, I don't no, charge that much. That's not me. <laughs> and, you know, I did, and sometimes I found myself, you know, like, I can't pick an exact example, but talking to the photographers after and they're asking me questions and I'm sort of saying, Mm, well, I probably wouldn't have done it like you know mm. you know and actually it's very difficult when you because I do a little bit of photography not a lot and you just feel like you want to help these people but you know you don't want to be rude with someone running a workshop and stepping in yeah, there it's, a, it's an awkward line that. right it's an awkward <laughs> line because yeah. you don't want to let down the people that, that are the reason you've been hired but yeah. at the same time you don't want to let down the person that's hired you yes. yes do you work with those people again uh, there's one that I would not work with again mm. um, is it the one I'm thinking of mm, I don't think so <laughs> Um, but you know as long as they respect you know but there was there's been a couple of times where you know I've been on a workshop and you know you're doing headshots to start then maybe fashion then lingerie and I did one where um, you know obviously rule number one don't just grab a model without mm. any warning you know it seems obvious but a lot of people seem to struggle with even the most basic of kind of things but the guy doing the uh, workshop, you know, we're chatting when I undressed to do a, an art nude pose uh, laying on a chaise long. And all of a sudden he's grabbed my ankles to move my ankles. And I'm like, excuse me, you know, like you've just sat there and told the photographers, you know, I think there was five of them in front of me not to touch the model. And you've just grabbed my ankles. Um, and I, I mean, I sort of, again, I'm in a situation where, you know, inside I'm getting, uh, get the fuck off me, you dickheads. But, you know, I don't want to be this sort outside, of you're just diva. Outside, just yeah. <laughs> Stab, stab. Um, but, you know, and I sort of, I looked over at the photographers and did a sort of, um, 
you shouldn't do this face. But mm. it was really awkward for me because, you know, I didn't want to make a scene, but also I'm not happy to be grabbed unnecessarily. You know, I think I'm capable of moving my own ankles as a, however old I was, 25. Uh, I kind of went off on one a bit then. No, Sorry. no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, what sort of, what saves me quite often, um, and you definitely don't have this, is that I have the, the, the pre-built belief that I'm going to be rude from people. People already look at me and think I'm going to be rude. <laughs> or people oh. that have heard anything about me think I'm just going to be horribly, terrible, rude person. Mm-hmm. So I can get away with it really easily because yeah. I can then just be a bit rude and I'm actually still winning on yeah, the majority. No, like the aggregate right. score is still in my favour. Yeah. I mean, with something like that, if that's me, I just go, so is this an example of what we're not supposed to do Yeah, then? yeah. I mean... I like really make a point of like, you do make yourself look like a dickhead here, mate. Sort that out. Yeah, I think as the years have passed, I've become better. And it's still difficult. You know, as many models that are experienced that still end up in situations regretting, you know, thinking, why didn't I say something? But it is that constant fear of, you know, being in a room full of clients, photographers, and being the one that suddenly, you know, it's the classic kind of, Male, female, like if a male was like, oh, dude, get the fuck off my ankles. If a woman said that, it's it's taken very different. You know, you are yeah. suddenly a drama llama or a diva queen. <laughs> a or, drama llama. You know, and it's really sad. It's, 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 we joke about it, but it is the well, same situation. I think swapped. the models need to know that it's okay to, oh, yeah. it's okay for them to say, for if, if they're out there and they're feeling really scared about that situation, it's perfectly okay for them to say, no, please don't touch me like yes. that. Oh, yeah. Or just to pull them to the one side and just say, look, I don't want to cause a fuss or anything, but I'd appreciate if you didn't touch my ankles oh, or yeah. whatever, you know. And it's okay for them to say that. Oh, definitely. And at the end of the day, if, they, if the photographer is going to, if there's going to be any backlash from him, then the best thing to you know then this person is not someone I want to continue to work with. Yes. Even just even if you finish that event or whatever it is that you're doing, you'll, go, you'll just have this mental note that, okay, next time I'll either be much more prepared or... I then won't come back to him, yeah. but it's okay. It's okay for them to say they should never feel, they don't, just don't feel scared. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, I try now, um, you know, when I get new models messaging me or even when I meet people, you know, I always say that don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Don't be afraid to report people, you know, please do because in you reporting someone, that's going to stop them doing it again. Hopefully, you know, um, mm. there's been a few people over the years that, you know, a lot of people talk about them and say, I had this bad experience. I had this, you know, and years pass and it keeps happening to so many people, but until the models, you know, it's really up to us, well, ladies and gentlemen to, to kind of put a stop to it. You know, if someone's been inappropriate with you, report them, please. Like it just takes a couple of minutes. I know it might be scary, but you know, there's going to be someone at the other end and they might get them banned from the site and then that's not going to happen to anybody else because you might, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can handle it. That's quite a common thing. Oh, you know, it wasn't nice, but I can handle it. Well, maybe you can, but what about the next model who might be scarred for life from that experience that if you, you know, if you can bring yourself to report them, that might stop somebody else's modelling career ending after their first shoot. Yeah. So... One of the photographers earlier was telling me a model that he'd worked with um, uh, mid, uh, sorry, uh, early to mid twenties. Um, she does uh, glamour and boudoir and stuff. Um, a really nice lady uh, showed up for a shoot and the this model's uh, 
secretary is her mum. So her mum comes along and does all her admin and stuff for her mm-hmm. and um, like books her shoots and everything for her. And she does a lot of work, especially a lot of agency work. Mm-hmm. And um, the model on the shoot that this guy was on, she, he said that she was very jittery. Mm. And um, he said to her, you know, oh, you know, are you happy to try this? Oh, you've got this outfit, shall we do this? And she, she was very jittery in the response to it. Mm. And she went off to go and get changed. But as she went off to go and get changed, she would go back to her mum and so almost get the okay and had her mum stand outside right. um, the dressing room. And the reason for this was because in a shoot that she had sometime prior to that, um, the photographer had grabbed her by the neck and pushed her up against the wall what? and it was in the changing room. Um, and she had to shout. She oh shouted God. and screamed and her mum came in, obviously stopped it. Um, but this made her very jittery because then she's thinking everyone she comes into contact Jesus. with is like this. That's um, I don't think anyone's thinking she's a drama queen. No, 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 absolutely not. And it's so, it's really sad that, you know, she then got put in that position that then subsequently made, you know, her future shoots feel like that. I actually think one of the main problems at the moment is the fact that we've got this idea that if you have like, whether it be like racism or sexism or sexual harassment or anything like that, rather than acknowledge that there is, this person did this thing wrong, we should punish this person, that that's now not good enough. If there's a guy that's sexist, all men are sexist. If there's mm. a guy, if there's a, I don't know, like a Mexican guy that's racist against, I don't know, Hondurans, then all Mexicans are racist against Hondurans. And that rather than deal with individual cases and weed out the bad people and be united together in weeding out the bad people, we're more focused on just tarring everybody because yeah. we somehow feel like if we just tar everybody, then mm. we're going to cover as much ground as possible, which is actually not really a particularly helpful no. situation because as much as I don't like to admit it, the majority of photographers are actually fairly decent people. Mm-hmm. Fairly. I mean, yeah. some of them are odd. Of course. <laughs> um, they're generally generally normal people. They haven't got bad intentions. Some no. of them are maybe socially awkward or whatever. Yes. But the ones that are bad, we need to be collectively supporting the idea that it's okay to bring them forward mm-hmm. and, and you know, appropriately tell the story of something that's gone wrong for mm-hmm. you. Um, I don't like the idea if we just believe everything that's ever said by anyone ever no. without any sort of fact-checking. Because, you know, from literally me and Jamila know someone from primary school who used that to a horrible extent and actually ruined the kid's life. Mm. And then there's the, the other end of it, which is, you know, you don't disbelieve everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just about being appropriately kind yeah. to each other and so on. Right, mm-hmm. let's get off this. This is a horrible subject. Change <laughs> <laughs> the subject. But the positive from it is don't be afraid. Yeah, look for look for some support in your community for definite. And, yeah. and also it's important for photographers to support models and models to support photographers yeah. as well. As say, Not it's always my motto, you know, teamwork and respect. You know, just respect each other. Exactly. It's not not, difficult. Not, not all photographers are the stereotype. Not all, not all models no. are the stereotype. And, and not everyone that's a certain type is going to be good and a certain type is going to be bad and so on. Out um, of curiosity, what's your favourite? Because you said earlier that, because you can do a variety of different stuff. Um, but do you have like a favourite genre of modelling? or a favourite genre. Is there something that when you when you hear, you're like, yes, I absolutely can't wait to do this? Or To be honest, androgynous stuff has to be up there. Um, Why? I I guess I just, I don't know, I get a buzz from it. I like the styling. I like the attitude. I like that maybe I don't have to be 
me for a few hours. I don't know. Like, I just find it quite exciting. Do you and, have a name for your androgynous oh self? Oh, God. Uh, there has been a name. It's not, It was started off as a bit of a joke, but it, it's um, Sam. Okay. <laughs> that, you, yeah. that was like a big build-up. It was going to be so know, crazy. I know. It's going to be like something. Yeah, no, Sam. Um, that is my male name it's given that, to me by the, a the, few photographers. It's Sam Winkleberry or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, just yeah. hiding the last bit. <laughs> so androgynous, what else? What else gets um, you uh, super excited? Like cool location, I suppose. Like, you know, my my roots are the classic art nude stuff. So if you plonk me somewhere that's not going to make me freeze and looks awesome and there's loads of like cool bits to pose in and do funky shapes in like that really gives me a buzz to, sorry like, work about freezing you earlier no it's fine it was I sorry. decided to dive into it wasn't the even in a cool place it was in a pub car park <laughs> it looked beautiful <laughs> the water was crystal clear and the ducks were feisty they were Violent. feisty they were, yeah. they were. Um, but yeah those two I think and obviously you know the theme stuff you know I've run lots of themed theme shoots over the years I used to do the Jack Vetriano stuff you know Helmut Newton on the Artemisian trips abroad, I do. We host a different theme on each one. Um, See, that's that's there's less and less of that lately. Not from you, but in general, of the uh, like a, like a Helmut Newton mm-hmm. themed thing yeah. or whatever. And I think the reason might be, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but a model's not clued up enough on styles anymore. Um, uh, I don't. Do people I, just know Instagram and they don't actually know yeah, any interesting... To be honest, I think it's become a bit of a trend over the last couple of years and I'm not claiming to be... No, I am claiming to be a trendsetter. Screw it. <laughs> not that I have, have been in my life because I'm a loser with no fashion sense. But, Arrogant. I'm yeah, I know. I have just... Was that a bit too much trumpet? No, no, it's, Damn it. It's fine. It's Can't ju- get the balance right. It's exactly the right amount of trumpet. I really need a violin sound now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've noticed a lot... Over the last couple of years, like more people are doing the themed shoots and more photographers are expecting more from events and studio days. You know, like I could put up a um, casting call on Purple Port and say, Art Nude Model going to this studio for the weekend. And, you know, I'd probably get bookings and it would fill up eventually. But if I put Art Nude Model running a Helmut Newton theme, it sells like hotcakes and people have cottoned onto that. But my concern as being the perfectionist that I am and putting the heart and soul into the events is a lot of people are cottoned onto it, but aren't really doing it as well as I would do it, for example. You know, and often I think, I mean, it's none of my business, but I look at things and I think, oh, I wish people, do people see the difference between like my events and somebody else's? You know, do people appreciate that? And that's the trouble. It's getting watered down. Yep. Like the trips abroad, like anything people see is a good idea. The more and more people doing it and not to the high quality, it just waters down the market and people go, well, I can book onto this one yep. for 500 quid less. And you go, yes, but this event it's or this- 500 it, pounds less. You know, mine are better. significant quality. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But people just look at the price or the poster or the cast. Well, I mean, I suppose the way of looking at it is, is <clears throat> milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to take a percentage off of milk- you're taking the cream off. You're not taking cream, maybe the, the water, are you? That's at the bottom <laughs> doing nothing. So what you end up with is the kind of the one percent shite that people have in their tea. Yeah, they might as well just have some white water. I'm the cream, bitches. Yeah. So if you take off that like top layer, that extra bit of money that people maybe don't think is relevant because mm-hmm. the country is the same country, what they're actually getting is the 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 absolute base level of something. Yeah. 
Yep, I mean, that's a good analogy. I don't, I don't really get, I, I, I don't get people that get into photography and then try and find the financial shortcut. Yeah, the, that is it. Well, I've bought, and I'm not I've saying my... that from a point of view of being rich. <laughs> no, just no, to clarify, no, 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 I'm no, no, poor no. as anything. We're but... not, we're not rich. Yeah, and you know, I've got <laughs> by on the most. I'm basic... making sure we're not rich, <laughs> Jamila. There are many cars. We're sat in my podcast studio, but we don't get to eat dinner tonight because <laughs> no. I spent all the money on mics. <laughs> the biscuits are for. Yeah, um, they're four yes. years old. No, I agree with that. You know, they're like, oh, well, I've spent all my money on this equipment, but I'm not paying a model. It's sort of... That's yeah, incredibly always... counterproductive, isn't it? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> so the side of you that's a photographer, does that help with the side of you that's a model and vice versa? Definitely. But- yeah, I think understanding, you know, I'm not the most technical photographer, well, not a technical at all, but... You know, I think having that basic knowledge of what a lens does, oh, you know, you've got an 85 on or a 135 or you're shooting at 1.4. Like I really have found over my career that it has helped understanding that, you know, even just knowing what angles to move my body or, you know, knowing that the harsh light is falling on my nose or, you know, if they've got an 18 mil uh, on the camera and they're shooting portraits of me, it's going to look like I'm a conehead. So Definitely. <laughs> you know, there I is think, nothing wrong yeah, with coneheads. Well, Come on. I suppose there's a time and a place for a conehead, but well, not always. doesn't want to look like Dan Aykroyd. I know. Exactly. I know. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I think as long as you know how to use that knowledge, you know, if I walked into a room and a photographer's booked me and I say, I know about photography, listen to me, you know, obviously that's not the right way, but to, to work, again, it's the same word I keep saying, you know, teamwork. You mm. know, I think having that knowledge has helped and will continue to help me be a better model. Right. For sure. And when you're shooting models, is, is it, is it the vice versa? You're kind of better with helping with posing and I think or so. communicating what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. I think seeing the angles, you just grab their ankles. Yeah, and- I, I pull them around <laughs> and slap their ass and tell them to get their tits out. No, I definitely never, never yeah. do that. We had this earlier with the, with my careful demonstration of how you label the body parts of a person, yes. like shoulders, chest, chest, hips, not other words yes. that could be used for those areas. Yes. And mm. and you could see like the <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a good one yeah, there's other I better words. not say the T word right have you so thought about teaching sorry yeah no Great it's question. actually pretty much really? going there yeah oh yeah have teaching. you thought about teaching models because you know there's been a few models I put in inverted commas mm-hmm. that have wanted to teach other models yes. how to model um literally no effort put into it or yep. anything like that and so I'm just because you're very good at what you do. You've had many years of actual experience, mm-hmm. photographed with many different people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you do so many different types. And you're an incredibly thought out, considerate person yeah. with what you're doing. Everything you do is deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you put in so much do effort it. into what you're doing. Do it. Do that, it. <laughs> yeah. Have, is that something that you've thought about doing or would consider? Yes. So, yes. Um, so there's several things that have kind of stopped it happening. One my diary <laughs> to probably slight lack of confidence in saying, Hey guys, I can do this. And three, when I have, I mean, I get on sort of a I'll say a weekly basis, but I get a lot of emails from models saying to me, you know, I want you to teach me, how can we make this happen? And a few times over the last couple of years, I've booked in, um, tuition days, whatever you want to call them, where I just say, okay, guys, you know, like, Turn up in the morning, I'll pick you up from the station, we'll go and grab a coffee, come back to, you know, a shooting location, 
I'll talk you through whatever you want to know. We can write notes. I can print stuff out, maybe take a few portraits and show them, you know, basic stuff like lenses, you know, try and just like fit a lot into a day, but have a friendly atmosphere, you know, go out for a lunch, repeat some pictures, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I was really happy to do that and actually quite excited to start doing that. But every time I had a date confirmed, the person cancelled on me. So then it started to kind of like, you know, hit into days I could actually be working. Um, So I sort of got a little bit put off by it just because, you know, I am really busy and my life is hectic and I barely have enough time to like get my bad back looked at. So when I get let down, you know, it is a bit of a blow to confidence and well, financial and time. Um, So it is something I really want to do, but I don't quite know how to go about it because I appreciate, you know, a lot of models who are in the situation where they maybe want to learn, like don't have a massive budget. Right. And obviously at this stage, you know, I would want it to be a kind of businessy thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have been thinking more and more like maybe in the future, like if I can get enough people organized, actually just coming in for a talk, you know, like hiring a hall or going to a studio and being like, on this day, Artemis Fauna is going to come in, you know, donate to a charity or we'll pick a charity, you know, donate some money to a charity and she'll be there for the evening to answer any questions or just if be you there ever do a chatting. workshop, if you ever consider doing a workshop for models, I'm you throwing my hat very far into <laughs> helping you with that. Because okay, I not entirely from a business point of view, but also from the mm. point of view is it would it would be fantastic to mm. watch and to participate in. I would be Even so if scared. I was just there as the dickhead pushing a button on the camera, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to, yeah, to participate in that. I really that. need to. Like this is something that for several years, you know, it's been coming at you because today yeah. at the workshop, you you were in there a couple of times to start giving direction. It was great. <laughs> like, oh, what about this? I Do said, this. you at one point? I can fuck off at this no, point. You, you no. take over. It's great. I can't help. No, you know, you just sort of. I'm all these people. Like, if I think something might be interesting or useful, you know, and it feels right, you know, I will just sort of say something. I mean, if you looked at me, I would have known not to say it. But you know, you seem if, to appreciate it, and the photographers listen. And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, if it would been, if it had been <clears> some other. Some other people that I've had on, that's not a slight on them. It's, it's you know, not everyone can win the Premier League. Um, if it had been some other people and they chime in and they say something that I either don't agree with or don't need to be communicated right now, I'd probably just sort of, you know, yeah. stub out the situation a yeah. little bit. Whereas with you, you know, everything you put forward is not in contradiction to what I do. And mm-hmm. it's actually, you, you like, I think... One of the things is you were listening to the points I was making. A lot of people think a natural light workshop is going to be me just talking about reflectors for mm-hmm. seven hours or whatever other people do that might make me want to stab a fork <laughs> through my face. Whereas I'm talking about like how how you use different vocal lengths and yeah. you know you're shooting high and and things like that. And that's the stuff you kind of mm-hmm. honed in on and helped with. So mm-hmm. definitely do a workshop. Do it. Do yeah, a workshop. I must I'll help. Do it. I'll do it for free just so I can watch it. I'll do it seriously. There we go. It's, it's on, on. It's, it's on record now. It's on record. It has to I'm be offering. Done. I'd love to do that. It'd be a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, 2020. Yeah. 2020. Sorry, yeah. year, baby. Yeah. We've God help us with our diaries. <laughs> um, I'm sure we could find something. But no, um, I think I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I just need to not be scared, I suppose, because I suppose what I'm. It's always that fear of failure, isn't it? Okay, fine. So I organise this big event. You know, we go to loads of effort. I'm really excited, and like nobody turns up. Well, <laughs> and that, I'm like, that Woo-hoo! happens, you know, that happens. That's so cool. I've probably taught about 300 people on workshops and I've had workshops where one person's turned up. 
Right. Like, I, but when I say 300, I mean over the community, yes. like community over the years. <laughs> not 300. Not 300. <laughs> Although I've come close a couple of times where I haven't really kept track of how many people I've accepted. But um, no, I, I've, uh, yeah, you know, you know the times I'm talking about. And um, my hands just go on my hips. Yeah, like, Jamila gets honey, really pissed what have you off. done? There was one a couple of years ago as, a, as an evening workshop, three hours or four hours, supposed to be six people. And when the 13th person turned oh, up, I turned around to Jamila and I was like, I'm really bad at counting. Oh, boy. That's not so um, good. And I went to, that's the only part of your admin that I don't do. Oh, yeah. So she's the one thing. It's the only thing I don't do. Oh no, she's 100% on the board. Though. Right, we need to wrap up because you need to shoot off. Um, yes, so I'm I've, afraid. I yes. think it's time that we do the shout out that you tried to shoehorn in earlier. Yeah, sorry. Um, but I want to say is just thank you so much for doing this. I know it's that okay. it's terrifying. You've been brilliant. Thank and you. And you've been brilliant today at the I'll workshop as well. I'll be back for well. more. I'm not so scared anymore. No, now we'll talk for like three hours next time. Now it won't feel so bad when I mentioned <laughs> that I haven't hit record yet. I'm joking. Ah! Um, so where can people find you on Instagram? Who are you? Okay. So I'm Artemis Fauna pretty much everywhere. Yep. Um, you will find me. Except Instagram. Sam on the weekends. Yes. Yeah, Sam on the weekends. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that was really terrible. <laughs> oh my God. I also like the people that might have missed the fact that your androgynous name is Sam and just think that you're just a bit yeah. of a nutcase. Yeah. I just can't decide. So um, Instagram, you are Artemis Fauna. Yes. Facebook. Uh, I do have a Facebook. I'm a bit rubbish and I don't no really No one's use really Facebook. using Facebook. Yeah. Though. Twitter is the same. I haven't really been on there. Well, that's just for people um, to shout racist stuff at each other. Exactly. Yeah. Purple Port, obviously Artemis Fauna. Um, the trips abroad I do. Yep. Uh, they're Artemisian. So um, Instagram, it's Artemisian events. So basically Artemis I-A-N underscore events. Uh, it's a very new profile, but um, that's a big chunk of my life right now, which I do. So and you're that'll doing be great. Trips to... So this year, well, actually in, in a week's time, I'll be flying off to Tuscany for a month. I was yep. there earlier this year. Next year, we're off to Sicily. So it will be myself, Carla Monaco and Ivory Flame. Got a couple of slots left on that one. Then Lanzarotti and then 2021, who knows? Lots of exciting that places workshop. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get that workshop book. And that workshop. Yeah, you definitely. will get definitely. that workshop book. Right, thank you so much. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Until bye. next time. Bye.